right, hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. I'm super excited for you guys to hear from our special guest. We have Carla Andrade from Virus Wellness on the line and she is gonna be giving us a ton of tips for you guys who are really worried about what to do around the holidays. And so uh, Carla, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hi everyone and hi to you, Nick. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited for you to be on and I guess we should let these guys know that we know each other really well. We've been uh, actually business partners for about five years, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it's been fun to be able to help a lot of people with their nutrition and fitness and wellness. And I already know how much of a rock star you are in this space. And so I'm excited for you to share some wisdom and knowledge and really something that I personally haven't thought much about, which is how to how to structure your workouts and, and structure things right around the holidays. You know, I, when we were talking, I was so impressed that you had like this strategy to take on the holidays with your workout. So I'm excited for you to, uh, to share that with these guys. Um, yeah, definitely. And just so I want to brag on you a little, and then we'll jump into it here. So for those of you guys who don't know Carla, you got to go check her out, go online. It's viruswellness.com. Um, and she has a ton of information. She is an accomplished fitness competitor, um, which you guys can see all that if you find her on Facebook. And Carla's just, she's a special breed. I mean, she has such a heart to help people, really has been amazing with, I don't know, probably thousands of people that you've coached to get results um, over the years. And she is NASM certified weight loss specialist, NASM certified personal trainer, and pretty soon she's almost done getting her master's degree in nutritional science. When I say Carla is qualified, she is like ultra qualified. So you guys are going to get some great tips and some things to hear uh, about your eating and your working out over the holidays as we go into holiday season. I mean, that's what we're doing. Um, and again, she's a veteran of the fitness industry for 16 years now living in Costa Mesa, California. So Carla, give these guys just a quick background on you, kind of what you've been involved with, maybe share a little bit about those figure competitions you've done and just give them a little idea of who you are. Sure, Nick. Thank you. Thank you again for the opportunity. Um, and yeah, just to kind of give you um, a perspective on where I started in the nutrition uh, field, I actually started with the nutrition piece back when I was 21, 20, I believe. I became the director of a small youth center that's located here in Costa Mesa, and that's kind of where it all started. From there, I was recruited into um, Orange County's first uh, obesity prevention and intervention clinic. So that's really what it all started. Um, and I used to be in charge of the fitness program for the children. And because I'm bilingual, I started working with the parents, and that's when I realized how big of a piece nutrition played into the children's lives and into the adult life, right? So from then on, I focused on helping the adults because I knew that it, were, it was them who would purchase the foods and pass on the knowledge to the children because – as most children, you know, do, they, they do what they see and not what they're told. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, you with, with a few kiddos yourself, you can probably attest to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. So based on that, I, I then later on decided to specialize in body composition. And for the folks that are not familiar with the term, that has to do more with um, how much body fat and how much um, fat-free mass or muscle mass, as some people call it, someone has in their body. Um, I don't necessarily specialize in weight loss per se. I specialize in fat loss per se. So if, well, some people think about it that way. Um, because yeah, of me, my... Let uh -huh. me jump in real quick too. Sure. That is, I'm so glad you mentioned that because you can be um, 150 pounds and have a really high body fat percentage and no muscle, or you could be right. 150 pounds and have a lot of muscle 
and low body fat. So I'm, I'm so glad that you kind of made the distinction there because, you know, weight loss is such a funny term that's thrown around, but really what me and you, I know have focused on is helping people improve their body composition. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, no, Nick. And I think it's, um, it's a really big factor when people try to look at what the holiday does to them. So that's, you know, one, one of the things that we'll talk about today about uh, water weight retention and what happens during the holidays and what you do with that weight and how to fluctuate your weight in and out. So that way people don't get scared when they step on the scale, which will, you know, I'll kind of give a few pointers and maybe um, some goodies where, you know, the people can go and get more information on this, because I think it's, it's something that can really derail someone, if, especially if they're trying to maintain during the holidays. Um, but because of this um, area of focus, I decided to specialize in um, nutritional biochemistry and specifically the endocrine system because I wanted to see what essentially when I looked at a patient or a client, if they were off you know, any kind of their endocrine glands or anything like, you know, somebody had diabetes, I wanted to be able to get to the root of the problem and not just solve the symptoms. So that's a little bit of my background um, when it comes to the knowledge and my own education. Um, as far as putting that into use, like you said, um, I've competed in under the um, WBFF uh, Federation. That's the World's Beauty, Fitness, and Fashion Federation. So they're, they have a lot of different components, but it was such a great experience to be able to compete the first time and play second, which was totally unexpected. I did not know I was going to play so high for the first one. <laughs> so wow, that that's... Awesome. Yeah, no, that's definitely, you know, it, it kind of encouraged me to encourage others that as long as you're willing to put in the work, whether it be during the holidays or out of the holidays or for whatever goal you're trying to accomplish, as long as you're willing to do the work, the, the results will pay off. Yeah, no, and, and you know, we've we've talked and, and coached so many people that it's not like you can just do one part of the fitness, uh, fitness pyramid and, and see results, right? So it's what you eat, it's working out. It's the nutritional supplements use. It's all of those things in com combination. So yeah, it's okay to like eat well, but if you're not working out, you're missing a huge part. And same thing if you're That's working right. out a bunch, but you're just not really on it on your nutrition game, you're going to be lacking in those results that you want to see. So I love that you're going to touch on both here because really it's good. You want to focus on all of them, but you really want to try and make sure you're implementing all That's of them. That's right. That's right. Um, and I, I love how we were talking, like, oh, I got this cool idea. I want to talk about the pre-holiday kind of structure and then the day. What do you do on the day of? And then what do you want to do on the day after? Which is, you know, we're coming up with, what do we got? Two or three major holidays where we eat a lot coming up. So why don't we dive in? Let's talk about kind sure. of the pre-holiday day. Give these guys some tips on what you've seen work to help people kind of move through that and, you know, maintain or keep their results going. Yeah, definitely. So let's, um, let's in specific talk about Thanksgiving, because I think that's the one holiday that's coming up. And I think that's the one where we can really focus on and put things to use. So um, if we think of for this year, Thanksgiving lands on a Thursday. Okay, so we're going to take this on Wednesday. So people and most human beings, the three uh, major muscle groups are the legs, the back and the chest. These are because they're the biggest muscle group in the human body. They um, spend the most amount of calories when they're worked, right? Um, for the day before, I would suggest working out, um, 
either the chest or the back. I preferably like to work out the back because it takes about two to three days for a muscle group to fully recover from a workout, which means that if you work out your back on Wednesday, your body's going to be recovering from that uh, back workout on Thursday and Friday, and maybe even possibly into Saturday. So you're really starting to rack up that those calories are going out of your body in order to maintain. Um, as weight maintenance is defined, um, we want to make sure that the amount of calories coming in are e- about equal as the amount of calories coming out. And that's the, the equation that we want to shoot for during the holiday. So we want to definitely be able to spend as many as we can um, while we're controlling for these other um, factors, such as nutrition, like you said. So, okay. So Wednesday, you're going to be working at your back. Um, I would maybe stick to uh, what are called compound exercises. And compound exercises are exercises where you're engaging more than one muscle at a time. So for example, let's say that most people during the, the back workouts, they engage some kind of bicep workout, in, uh, a bicep exercise into their workout. So instead of just doing regular bicep curls, maybe uh, coupling that bicep curl with a calf raise. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you have, um, you have those two going in at once and engaging their core while they're doing these two, right? So that um, it adds in a third muscle into the equation. So when people are consciously thinking of how many muscle groups you're engaging, they're likely to burn more calories. Right. Um, so another trick that I often use, and I use this a lot with my clients in regards to nutrition, is taking out the starchy carbohydrates for the day before the um, the major holiday. Now you can you can even do this up to a week before without you know harming yourself or anything like that. Uh, and the reason why you want to take out the starchy carbohydrates is because starchy carbohydrates hold about three to four ounces of water. Um, and this is where a lot of that water retention comes in that we normally have. So if somebody eats, let's say, a cup of fries or quinoa or bread, they're going to be retaining um, water um, than if they were not to eat that. So let's take a salad. Let's take a salad that you have you know, some chicken, some avocado, some quinoa with that. You're going to be holding on to more water weight than if you were to take out that quinoa and replace it with an apple. So really, really implementing and putting in those fruits and veggies would be a really good way just to look leaner and to hold on to less water weight. Yeah, the the starchy carbohydrate, you know, I remember with clients, um, they start cutting out some carbs because, you know, I don't think you should cut out all your carbs personally. But um, when they cut out some carbs, like, hey, drop like two pounds in two days. And, you know, it's so funny because it's like, great, I don't think you lost two pounds of fat in two days, but like what you said, those carbohydrates, they hold water. And that's why the scale moves doesn't mean you burned exactly two pounds of fat in two days, which is really hard to do, if not impossible. It's really the, the carbohydrate water connection is, is really important that you mentioned that. So I'm glad you shared that. Um, one other thing too, just so some of you guys who are listening, maybe you don't know, a compound move is something where you're moving like multiple joints. So how she meant in a bicep curl, that's just like one joint, you know, it's your elbow joint. Whereas a compound move might be doing a lunge and a, and a bicep curl. Or um, she also mentioned doing some uh, exercises where, let's say, instead of sitting on a bench doing a seated row, right, Carla, you could do it standing on a cable uh, with a cable machine. Or you could, that's right. you could do something where you're using those core muscles. So that's something that a lot of people maybe discount. Carla, I don't know if you'd say that too. It's like, oh, well, that's probably not doing that much if I stand versus sit here 
as far as calorie burn, but it really makes a difference, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. So um, in specific to sitting down and standing up, Nick, um, what we know that in the academic field is something that's called a NEAT activity. So a NEAT is an acronym, N-E-A-T, that stands for Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. And research has shown that activities such as standing up versus sitting down, when you add them up throughout the course of a day, you can essentially burn anywhere between 200 to 2,000 calories per day. So that is a huge amount of um, calories being put out of your body. I know with a lot of my clients, when we're first starting, I don't even introduce exercise until the third month. And so, um, and, you know, they see fat loss, actual fat loss, you know, in the first month. And they, they are in awe at the fact that I, they did an exercise. They just really focused on the nutrition and on doing these neat activities. So um, yeah. this is something that, that definitely, you're right. You're still right about it. It does make a difference in the long run. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't think it makes a huge difference. I mean, shoot, burn an extra 500 calories just by standing yes. up and doing some exercises. Come on, let's let's go with that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's an extra workout. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a whole lot of cardio. And, and obviously, those of you guys who are working out, we really encourage not just cardio. Cardio is great, but we really like strength training. You don't have to be a massive bodybuilder or, or lift super heavy weights, but strength training, you know, it, it gets more calories burning for a longer period of time throughout the day. And so if you use strength training into your workouts, uh, you can also do some cardio in combination, but it kind of gives you more of a calorie burn longer during the day. So that's why, you know, Carla and I are talking about that she's recommending these strength exercises. It doesn't have to be heavy weight, right, Carla, but just we want to work the muscles, not just go for a jog. That's right. That's right, Nick. And as you will notice as throughout the course of this podcast, I will not mention cardiovascular workouts for that same reason. Um, and not just because strength exercises burn more calories, but as you ingest the calories or the foods, I'm sorry, in from the holiday foods, you will hold on to more water weight, which makes you technically and literally heavier, which makes it harder for you things such as burpees. So don't torture yourself this holiday season with doing burpees and stuff. Um, you can get more out of, more energy, you know, more calories out of you by doing, you know, exercises that are strength-based and pulling, like you said, a, a good amount of weight because if, realistically speaking, if let's say you're doing a squat with a 50-pound dumbbell versus one with a 10-pound dumbbell, you are going to be burning more calories with that 50-pound dumbbell. So I always recommend men and women to lift as heavily as they can without um, jeopardizing form. Yeah, no, that's good. So, okay, pre-holiday day, we're going to pick one of the major muscle groups. You like the back. I think that's great too because – you know, that's, it's like hard to work your back and not be doing a compound movement, but the back yes. is great. The first week, um, you know, don't go crazy, but maybe lower down those carbohydrates. Cause we all know, I mean, I don't know about you, Carla, you could share yours, but I know one of my favorite foods is sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows on top <laughs> and, the, and the brown sugar. Uh, my, our friend Emily makes amazing when I could probably eat a whole tray. So I know I'm going to enjoy my holidays. Right. And so it's okay to know that going in, and just start to trim down a little bit on those carbs. Um, so that way, when you're there on Thanksgiving or whatever holiday, you don't have to be that guy or girl who's like, oh, no, 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 I'm on my diet. So I'll have the celery, like just enjoy life a little. And if you stick to Carlos plan, you can actually maintain your results, right? Yes, definitely. And like you mentioned, Nick, this is you're just cutting out the starch carbohydrates for the purposes of looking leaner. I mean, like you said, I don't know about you, but my family is Mexican, so that's what all we live off of is pretty much carbohydrates. <laughs> so, um, so we definitely are not in any deficit of carbohydrates during the holidays. But uh, just like many of the families, we take a lot of pictures 
uh, and I want to be looking nice and lean. So I that taking out the starchy carbohydrates is for a very short period of time, like I said, a week at the most, and it's just for the purposes of looking leaner and not holding on to that water weight, which you made a, a very good point too, by the way. Uh, we do need um, carbohydrates. Um, there's a lot of this keto movement coming around, and I think people really need to be careful with that because it could have some serious, serious um, harmful effects in regards to their bodies. Um, just to kind of give you a quick um, number, and because this always kind of amazes people, the adult human brain utilizes just the brain alone, 130 grams of carbohydrates per day. So for your brain, which is the hard right of your body to just function alone, you need a minimum of that. Yeah. And for some of us, I think my brain needs double. So I'm going to go double <laughs> that number. <laughs> that's um, right. That's right. No, that, it's true. It, it's definitely a good, um, a good nugget to throw in there. And okay, so we got our pre-holiday day and kind of that week planned out. We're gonna watch the starchy cars. We're gonna kind of get a, a good solid uh, back workout, let's say on that Wednesday. So now it's Thursday. Okay, tons of people go and they do like a fun run or something. But what are some things on the day of the holiday that we can do kind of from a fitness standpoint? Yes. Yeah, so um, this is where I would now then work out the biggest muscle group of our body, which is the legs. Um, I'll give you two scenarios. Um, best case scenario, you can work them out two hours prior to the actual holiday meal. And the reason for that being is because uh, the 45 minute post-workout anabolic window, as some people know it, or the amount of time that somebody has to eat after a workout used to be thought of for the, as to be at for 45 minutes, that now has been debunked. The science now supports a two-hour window. Um, so because of that, you have a two-hour period of time in which a lot of those carbohydrates, which we will be eating, could be stored in as glycogen. And for the people that may not know what glycogen is, that's like the stored glucose. Um, your muscles kind of take up this glucose running around in your blood and prepackage it so it can later on use throughout the day and, you know, during another workout. It's, it's kind of like the muscle is meal prepping for itself. So, um, so it does that. So because of that, if you can do a really hard and safe leg workout two hours before going into this dinner time, a lot of those calories used from that meal will be put up to your benefit, literally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that's the best case scenario. Um, I know sometimes that's not doable because people have to travel to see loved ones and whatnot. So in that case, what I rec recommend is I would do the leg workout early in the morning. Um, get up and have, you know, a good breakfast or a good snack before going into the workout. A lot of people have the misconception that they should save up their calories for that night. And if you're not fueled properly for the workout, you will not get the most benefit out of that workout. Mm -hmm. So I always encourage people to at least eat a small snack. Um, preferably, like you said, you know, in carbohydrates, since that is a higher, um, the fuel that our body uses. So you go in, you do that workout once again, sticking to those compound movements, like you said, you know, doing the squats, the leg press. So this is where, for example, a, a lunch, right, a walking lunch with some dumbbells would be better than a seated uh, leg extension, right? Mm -hmm. So this is where you really want to engage the core and the multi-joint um, variants like you were talking about. Once again, lift as heavy as you can without jeopardizing your form. Um, the day of the holiday, and this is actually for women. Um, I don't know if, if this applies to men. I don't think it does. And I've actually thought of different ways where it can. Wearing heels actually burns more calories than, <laughs> <laughs> than walking on flats. So um, if you are working your legs and you wear heels that day, I can definitely assure and um, 
predict that there's going to be a lot more calorie burning than if you don't. So um, that it's, I guess, a benefit of being a woman (laughs) during the holidays. That's probably just a a woman thing, but that's all right. Maybe some guys are going to try it. I don't know. (laughs) Well, hey, you know, you can um, play games. That's another thing that we, um, I encourage for people to have some kind of active games. I know in my family, we do a lot of charades. I know in other families, you know, the men will, you know, do things such as like a tag football game or something like that, where they're not wearing heels, but they're definitely burning a lot of calories playing those, you know, games first be with the kids. I think this is a great way to interact with everybody old and young. Um, you know, and like I said, as long as the, um, the games are safe for everybody, I think this is a really way to, to have family time and spend calories. Yeah. I really like that. One of the things that we've tried to do, I feel like we've done it every year. I'm trying to think back, but I'm just going to go ahead and say we have lately with our kids is we want to make sure that they know that it's a holiday and it's fun, but yeah, getting a little workout in, in the beginning part of the day is, is like a fun thing to do as a family. So we'll either go do a fun run, you know, there's five K's everywhere, Turkey trots, or we'll just go for a walk or a jog around the neighborhood. We'll go to the park and we'll just intentionally be active. Not because our kids really need to worry about the calories they're intaking, but for us, we do. And we just want to kind of make that holiday something where they know it's like something where we're active. So it's such a great way that you can incorporate that into the family dynamic you have and maybe even influence other people in your family who aren't active to get off their butts and do a little something. So I love being active and playing games. That's really cool. That's right. And and you're totally right, Nick. Um, holidays should be about enjoying everything from the foods that we eat to the time that we spend. And like you said, encouraging one another. So that is that is a great way to approach the holidays. Um, with this comes also, you know, a, a lot of the times um, in a lot of the families, I know this happens in my family, we cook a lot of our food together. So from the moment and the more early in the morning, we are making those tamales and we are eating um you know, things here and there, you know, trying to prep for, you know, however many people are coming to that gathering. And this is where that nutrition piece really fits in. Um, So some people may not know, um, if you were to put one gram of each of the major macronutrients on a food scale, so let's say one gram of protein, one gram of carbohydrates, one gram of fats, they each have a different calorie content, right? So proteins and carbohydrates have four calories per gram and fats have nine. So this is what you do in regards to your nutrition the day of the holiday. Um, Both protein and carbohydrates have the least amount of calories, but they have the highest of what's called the thermic effect of food. The thermic effect of food, um, all that it is, is how many calories your body uses digesting that food. And not just digesting, but it's really um, anything from uh, breaking it down, absorbing it um, in the intestinal wall and everything. So proteins and carbohydrates, you really, really want to emphasize um, the breakfast, lunch, and snacks before that major meal. Um, along with this, you want to have, this is where you want to have your vegetables, right? N- not a lot of people have a lot of vegetables on the holiday meal, and that's okay. Um, but vegetables have a lot of fiber, and fiber really, uh, fiber really helps that with something called the emptying rate. And that's the, the rate or how fast a food goes from your stomach into your intestine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, since the intestines is where food gets absorbed, having something slowing down that food will mean that you won't get as hungry as fast. So this is a tactic that we use for, um, for fat loss, not just for you know, the regular general population, but this is something that I did a lot of for when I was competing for um, my fitness show. There was, I remember there was, we did a phase when we did carb cycling 
And in one of those phases, you have a very, the calorie content of the whole day's worth of food is very low, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and by very low, I mean like we never, I never went under 1,200 calories because medically that's the lowest as a woman that you know you should go. For men, it's 1,600. So, but I was hit, hitting that really minimum. But there was a meal where I was told to, you know, and coach to just eat as many vegetables as I needed to feel full mm-hmm. because it really has on that um, satiety effect. And, you know, not only will you reap the benefits of staying full before the holiday meal, you will make sure that all your bowel movements are working fine and properly for the day after the holidays, which has a lot to do. Yes, it has a lot to do with that water retention that we'll get into it. Um, So you really and if possible, I try to tell people if you can and if you have been logging your food, um, whichever way you log your food or if you haven't, maybe this is a good time to try doing this. Um, see what you eat um, the day before your holiday. And the day of the holiday, if you can really track down, really try to, to um, exclude some fats out because we know that if anything, our holiday meal is going to be in abundance of fats. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Especially at our house. <laughs> yes. I think it's, I think that's just at anyone's house. But um, And a cool little, little nugget that I'll throw out here is that um, alcohol um, alcohol is very funny. Um, it's funny in the sense that its chemical composition is like that of a carbohydrate, but your body metabolizes or breaks it down like it does a fat. Hmm. Okay. So if somebody were to, you know, if you eat, let's say, I don't know, some turkey with a roll and a beer, wine or some tequila, that's literally the same thing as having that with like some butter, (laughs) um, alcohol per, um, per one gram has about seven calories, which is very close to that nine calories that are um, in the fats. So I tell, um, before the holidays, I tell people like, you know, treat alcohol like you would treat a fat. Mm -hmm. So um, now does the type of alcohol matter? It does because uh, wine is going to behave differently than beer, than um, hard liquor is, right? But if overall you just think of alcohol as a fat, I think that that's a really good gauge to start off with. Yeah, you probably want to probably want to go for moderation anyway. Yes. Yes. Um, but you're right. If if you are someone who imbibes a little heavier than other people on, you know, holiday, okay, we'll just know that what you're doing is going to have an effect. And you know, drinking a ton of water. Just make sure you're drinking water regardless. But make yes. sure you're drinking water all day is really important. And then I'll say this too. We're kind of mentioning these tips. Here's the deal, guys. If you're not really well, this isn't designed to help anyone lose a ton of weight over the holiday day. Like this is just to help you keep your results going, not just, you know, throw in the towel on what you've been working for. This is not a weight loss plan on how to, you know, rig the holidays. Like we just want you to get through it and not hate yourself. Right. That's um, right. But the other thing too, is you really can make a difference. You know, so I love the fiber part is just make sure you're snacking on some fiber fiber type foods while you're having the the fun stuff and the good stuff. Carla, I don't know about you, but I feel like one of the things that on holidays, especially in our family, it's like a ridiculous amount of cheese. I don't like don't like cheese is like so prominent, but it's like a smorgasbord of cheese in in everything. Um, I just wanted to say that because it just hit me like we go crazy on cheese for some reason in our family. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's true. Make sure you guys are watching that. Um, all right. We got the pre-holiday, the day of your holiday. You're going to do that leg workout. We're drinking lots of water. Make sure you're you know, being aware of the alcohol. Um, I love adding the fibrous foods in. I'm so thankful that you mentioned the bowel movements because we want people to feel good the next day. So let's jump into the day after the holiday. 
Um, what should people do here and what can they kind of expect? Yeah, so um, I think this is where you would want to put in that other third biggest muscle group, which um, to me, the reason why I leave the chest workout to the final day is because most of the chest workouts or the chest exercises, you do them either sitting or laying down. For example, a chest press, you do that laying down on the bench, right? And um, the reason for that is because now you will be holding uh, some water weight. So uh, this is where I tell people, guys, just do yourself a favor and don't weigh yourself the day after that yes. you know, holiday meal. You will. So a woman, because of the of her height and the size of her body, can hold anywhere between an extra three to six pounds of water weight, whereas a man can hold anywhere between three to seven to up to 12 or 15 depending mm. on the height of that man. So, I mean, you can imagine if you are a, let's say 120 pound woman and you wake up the next day and you're 127 pounds, that might freak you out. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, if you don't know where that, where that weight is coming from. Um, and I've actually tracked my own weight. So I weigh around 118 pounds and I usually go up about five pounds um, after the holiday meal. And I mean, I know where it's coming from, so I'm not psyched by it or nor am I you know uh, afraid of looking at it now but I do it more so for the tracking the purposes of water retention um you're doing so, it you're doing it for like the science you're just probably curious. yes oh, yes I did it like twice <laughs> <laughs> yes I don't do it anymore I'm like oh, yeah. I know everything's not gonna fit right the day after. yeah well, and, <laughs> but, and, and again I'm just gonna say that again. please you guys when you weigh yourself because some of you guys are gonna do it anyway when you weigh yourself right. after the holiday don't it's not fat you did right. not gain four pounds of fat. It's just water. So, you know, I, I would say if you can do it, give yourself like a three to five day buffer. Like yes. let your body, you know, go ahead. If you want to jump in on there, let your body kind of normalize a little bit. Yes. Yes. And that was actually, you know, a lot of, like you said, a lot of people are going to do it anyway. So, but if they want to experiment themselves, they can weigh themselves after. And then, like you said, weigh themselves again, five days after, mm -hmm. and they're going to see that weight difference. And they're going to finally understand. I often use the analogy of the human body being like a balloon, right? So if you put a balloon on a scale just by itself with no air or nothing in it, it's going to weigh an X amount, right? Now, if you fill up that balloon with water, it's going to weigh more on that scale. The balloon in and of itself is not bigger. It doesn't have more plastic. It just has water in it. So the same thing happens to the human body. So um, this is a good way for people to think about it. And what do you do you know, to get the water out of the balloon? You squeeze it out. What do you do to get the water out of the human body? You squeeze it out. And how do you squeeze it out? Like you mentioned, um, water, You know, drinking extra water. There is a phrase in, that nurses use when they're, when they're teaching them that water flushes out water. So this is how they teach um, the nurses to teach the patients that if they want to um, release some of that water retention, they should just drink more water. So um, and, which sounds backwards, right? There might be right. people on here thinking, wait a minute, but if I drink more water, then I'm going to have more water weight. And it's like, right. no, no, it's, no, it's going to flush, right? Yes. Yes. Like you said, it's going to come out in the form of urine. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's, um, that's how a lot of that uh, water in sodium has a lot to do with water retention um, too. So the holiday meal is going to have probably be very high in sodium. So now you have the sodium component coupled with the starchy carbohydrates that you're eating. Now, this is why the, the weight can really rack up to those, you know, um, either six, seven pounds of extra water weight. Uh, and once again, what do you do just to flush out the sodium? You just, um, drink that extra water. Now the fiber component, this is why you really want to set yourself up for success. And like you said, this is not a weight, weight loss plan. If anything, it's so you can maintain your weight, right? So you can mm -hmm. maintain your results. Um, that fiber 
it takes a long time for that fiber to travel in your intestines. Your intestines are pretty long, <laughs> but as they move, they actually um, prevent some of the carbohydrates to be absorbed from the foods that you ate. They're kind, they kind of act like a like a mushy blob of goo, if you would. And um, and as it moves through your intestine, um, and it does so with the help of water, by the way. So if you eat a ton of vegetables and you don't drink water, you're not going to be able to to excrete them as you could. So that water really comes in handy now to help your body excrete that fiber. And a lot of that extra water weight will come off because the fiber will be pulling it with itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so stay hydrated, you guys. And then I love how you were talking about doing cardio. You know, everybody's like, well, I ate a lot of calories on Thanksgiving. Let me go for a long run. Yes. And what you're saying is like, nah, I don't know if that's the best idea because you're going to have all this extra weight. You're just going to mm-hmm. feel heavy. The food is going to be in your gut. So it's like, sounds like you're saying, hey, the day, like Friday, maybe even Saturday, just go do like a strength workout. Maybe don't do a high intensity, uh, you know, cardio workout or you know it sounds like that's what you're saying is it might just be softer on your system to ease back in with those kind of workouts that's right that's right and this is why um you know like i said a lot of the um the chest exercises you do them lean down or sitting on a bench um could you and, and this is just an example i mean could you work out your back and your legs again sure you could um but this is just to kind of get um you know like you said, ease back into the swing of things because exercise should not be a punishment. It should not be a way for you to, you know, punish yourself for all the calories that you ate. Just like food, you know, um, that we eat on the holidays should be enjoyed. Um, exercise should just be enjoyed as well. It should be a time that you allow yourself to, you know, think back on what your body can do. I often, you know, tell my clients, you know, on leg day where they seem to hate me at times, you know, I remind them that there's people on wheelchairs that cannot feel that soreness on their legs. So, and often, you know, it gives us um, a perspective of gratitude and, you know, what better day to be thankful for than Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, Carla, let's go. Let's finish up here because that was, that was really cool. I hope you guys listening are, are going to implement this. I know I will. Give these guys, if you had like one tip, you know, maybe not just, okay, here's your three-day holiday um, tips to get through. And like, what would you say is just a general tip going into this season, maybe even looking at the new year, what is a tip that someone might be able to do if they're, say, looking to get uh, some body fat coming off? You know, what's been something that you're like, okay, I, out of all the people I've helped, here's something that I know is kind of universal for them. Uh, that is a great, great um, thing to ask, Nick. Um, I would say for people to log their food. Hmm. Um, if they can log their food starting Monday up until the end of the week, Um The reason for that is because people tend to compare the holidays as they do the rest of the year. And they're not. They're a complete different entity. So don't compare Thanksgiving to the rest of your week. Compare Thanksgiving to Christmas and then Christmas to New Year's, right? Mm -hmm. Because then you have a really gauge of, remember, you know, you're just trying to get better with every attempt that you do. You're not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect, right? And um, but, but, But you be able to master certain tools and certain skills, you'll be able to implement them throughout the year at different holidays. Yeah, no, that's so good. So here, you, you guys heard it here, right? A couple pounds is not a big deal around the holidays. You're going to gain some water weight. You're not gaining a whole bunch of body fat. Uh, make sure you get those workouts in. And it's okay if you're not doing crazy workout the day after. Just do something. 
and make sure you're logging your food. I know for me, one of the things is consistency. I just, you can work out hard a couple days a week or a couple weekends a month, but really we want to have people have that lifestyle, that consistency, and that's going to really get you for long-term success. You know, anybody can lose a couple pounds real quick, but we want that long-term success for people. Um, well, Carla, we, we're going to have to get you back on here to go over a whole bunch of other topics that you're learning in your master's uh, degree sure. classes because you're so awesome and, and shared a bunch of info. I know they can, they can find you at Virus Wellness, and I'll put that here in the post when we throw it up online. Um, you're taking clients, right? You coach people. You do personal training. Anything else you want to share with these guys or how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, definitely. So yes, the um, the website is virus-wellness.com, um, and there I also we also have a a Facebook page and an Instagram page, which we'll be posting a lot of weight management for the holidays and coming into the New Year's. We are taking new clients. We are also um, if you are interested in being a coach in the nutrition field, we will actually open up a program in which we coach how to become a coach with us. Um, all of our um, stuff is evidence-based. That's what uh, VIRUS stands for. So VIRUS is truth in Latin. And the reason for that is because we want to bring the truth into the nutrition world, into the you know general public. So we want to do that. So if you're interested in becoming a coach, we definitely will make sure you get certified through either NASM or Precision Nutrition. Um, so we definitely want to make sure that we make that available to, to anybody going into the holidays. They can apply to any, any area of, you know, whatever they're trying to practice in, whether it be real estate or in their own practice or whatever. Um, I think it's just knowledge is powered and applied knowledge is superpower. So I think we're just trying to help as many people as, as possible. I love it. Well, you definitely helped uh, a bunch of people on here. Everyone that's listening got some good nuggets. So go out and try Carla's program this holiday season. Connect with her on Facebook, Instagram. Go find her website. Uh, she's amazing, and you guys obviously heard that from her. So thank you for joining us on the podcast today, Level Up Today, where we want to help you guys get better right away by doing something you can implement. But beyond that, have a great holiday, and we'll talk to you guys next session. Next session. Bye.